Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are we're in a run up, you guys. WandaVision is coming out in less than a week. What the hell? Holy crap, it's so exciting. It's coming out this week. We have new information about that and future Disney Plus series. More to talk about, as well as your feedback all after this. We have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, how you doing today, buddy? I eat too much today, sir. I'm I'm feeling rough. That's no good. That's no, no, it's good. great. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't because, realize. Because, you know, if things are okay, then you're eating enough, right? Yeah, and eat then your feelings, you, they say. When you've got so much food that you can gorge on it, it's a, it's a great day, right? I think that's how being a panda works. Yeah, oh, that's true. Pandas, we eat bamboo. Uh, it wasn't bamboo that I ate. <laughs> I'll okay. say that. Anyway. Well, uh, Side yeah. the point. How are you? Oh, We're, man. I'm here for you. Thanks, buddy. Let's, yeah, like you said before we started the live, let's, uh, let's turn this into a, a therapy session for me. Uh, no, I'm here for some escapism and to talk about this stuff tonight. But yeah, I had a, had a really hard week. Um, with uh, my, my father passed away this week. And I just wanted to say to everybody out there... Um, that fuck I, COVID. I, yeah, uh, fuck COVID fully. Uh, my dad died of COVID because uh, he didn't take it seriously and wouldn't go to the hospital. Um, so please be safe um, and take care of yourselves. My mom is still in the hospital uh, fighting and it's looking like she might, she's probably going to recover to live, but she is probably never going to be able to live on her own again. Like it's that bad. Um, yeah. So we're, it's a, it's a really crazy time and we're trying to figure out like they were taking care of my niece too. So we're like trying to figure out like, what do you do with a 10 year old girl? Um, it's, it's a, it's been a really hard week. And on top of that, Alyssa, my partner and girlfriend is moving to Dallas. So, uh, <laughs> so it's like my family is, uh, falling apart and my, uh, my, uh, my girlfriend is moving to Dallas. So I just, uh, just a bad week. Uh, just overall. Um, but I do wanted to say thank you so much for all of the support and love. Uh, it got mentioned in the chat. I mentioned in the chat and I canceled trivia because of all this. And, uh, I got a lot of love and support. And, uh, I did want to also thank Ashley bringing you into the video. Ashley, Ashley, thank you for posting. Um, I would have never asked for help, uh, in this time. And you know, you're that. Terrible I know. I'm really bad at asking. <sighs> I didn't even I tag you in the post. I, I was like, I, I was almost not worried that you were going to mm. get mad, but you know, it's not, well, you would never, you know, what, what you that, did so I did was it very for sweet. you. <laughs> she posted in the uh, strand appended chat, uh, just my Venmo and PayPal and cash app information because my, to, to help the family out. <laughs> and, um, I just was sitting here on, uh, in front of my computer and started to hear my phone ding. And I looked down and there were just like six or seven Venmos sent to me from pandas just saying condolences and this is for your family and this is to help out. And, uh, a lot of people continued to do that over the next, next day. And so to anyone who did that, I think every, I've been trying to write you all a personal message and thank you. And, uh, just, I wanted to thank you all in the cast too. Cause, uh, that really will help out. It's like I said, really crazy time and there's a lot going on and my family, uh, really appreciates it. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, just to see, uh, we just got 
my dad buried, but it's crazy. My dad, my dad's buried, but my mom couldn't even be there. She's in the hospital. So, um, we just, we're just, yeah, it's so hard and weird, man. Uh, and it all still doesn't feel real. And the love and support of the pandas, uh, both was already felt very strongly. And then thank you, Ashley, uh, for that, that, that did, uh, honestly make me feel loved and supported and, and safe and protected. And I appreciate all you guys. So thank you, Ashley. Thank you to everybody who participated in that. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and let's get talking You're about so Marvel because I need some escapism. I'm fully here for it. I'm engaged. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Okay. What, what do we have? <laughs> well, uh, we got WandaVision coming out this week. What? This week? This week. This Friday. <sighs> we have five days until the premiere. And you know what the worst part is? I have a meeting on Friday. Oh, no. Like, it's, a, it's a team meeting like to organize uh, how the, the particular department that I'm basically going to be running is going to function. Yeah. So I can't miss it. And like, okay. I've already expressed my rage to my boss. I was like, you son of a bitch. Why would you do this to me? So is that during the day or in the evening? It's at like 1030 in the morning. Okay. And uh, it's the worst because you know, I'm going to stay up. Uh, like I'm going to pull a, a Nathaniel Muzzy, uh, a Brian V. Klein or whatever, whoever. I'm going to pull one of them and, and watch it at like 2 a.m. or whenever it drops. Do we want to stay up and watch it when it drops and then podcast about it? Well, here's a problem, though, and one of the things that I want to talk about um, is that Marvel announced that it's going to be a two-episode... Oh, that's right. Two-episode starter. Um, that's or a two-episode premiere. Yeah. We, you know, we just found this out. So, I don't know that we can... <laughs> I don't know that we can stay up that late or I don't know that I can stay up that late and still function the next day. So I can't stay uh, up that late and still function. But what I could do is get up early is get up at like 6 a.m. Like go to bed early, get up at 6 a.m. Watch like Christmas morning. Yeah. Like, oh, Chris, like, like, like Chris, let's Christmas morning this thing. We watch okay. two hours and then we podcast at like eight o'clock and then we so just go all the way through. It's like, it's like the, the content that we're getting, the fresh content is our Christmas present and like the day before is it's WandaVision Eve is what yeah. it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. WandaVision Eve. And it's also <laughs> Feige Claws <laughs> chimney and deposits WandaVision <laughs> for us into our stockings. Yep. yep. And our stockings <laughs> are our eyeballs. A little bit at a time. Our eye stockets. Stockets? No. No. That sounds weird. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I'm down with that idea if you want to try for it, like doing a 6 a.m. thing. And I think that mean maybe an Ashley can't be there. I'm guessing, right, Ashley? Because you, you have a real Yeah, real no, job. I'll be at work, but I can support you yeah. from afar. Uh, but we'll still, do, we'll still do a feedback episode somewhere during the week. But we probably will try to live stream the whole thing. Yeah, mm. yeah. So along with that, Matthew, are you yeah. excited about I'm this? I'm very excited so along with that, it's a it's a two hour or not two hour a two episode premiere. Um, so far from what the press is saying, because they get to see the first three episodes, sons of bitches. Uh, they they they're saying that the episodes are like around half an hour, maybe a little bit longer than half an hour. Okay. Um, so it's a it's a two episode premiere, but the first season or the the season of Wandavision is going to be nine episodes long. What? Yep. It is going to be nine episodes long. 
Oh my gosh, this is nothing but good news. We got the fact that we're getting two episodes at once, and now instead of six, we're getting nine episodes. That's 50% more. WandaVision. I was looking at the calendar. That puts puts it running all the way up to March 5th will be the, the final episode. Okay. I don't know when they updated it. I don't know. I, like I wasn't watching. I looked away for a second. I came back. Disney Plus has Falcon and the Winter Soldier debuting March 19th. So one week off. So one week in between wow. the last episode of WandaVision and the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's freaking awesome. Matt, that's so exciting. That really, really is exciting, man. I cannot wait. I've been wanting this for so, so long. And we, yeah, this is awesome. This is freaking awesome. Yeah. This this Friday begins, like, this is the year we turn it around, you guys. This is the best year. Yeah. This, yeah, this is, maybe this is best year ever, right? Like, yeah, may, this maybe is this is 2021 best year ever. Starting wandering and like, uh, except for the very beginning where all this stuff happened with my family. Maybe from here on out. <laughs> It's, we're making up for it. We're yeah, making up for making it. Up for, making up for deaths in the family with WandaVision. Uh, and, oh, you no, know, it's, it's all of the Marvel content. It's not just WandaVision. That's true. That's true. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. Yeah. And I really, really could use the escapism in a way that's probably like more than ever. And so I'm just so pumped for WandaVision. And it's just going to go straight through. Got a whole year of Marvel content coming. Yeah. And looking at the schedule, like if they keep doing this kind of thing, we're, we're just going to have content, you know, every, almost every week, just constantly. Like we might have one or two weeks off in between the series. Yeah. They originally told us six episodes for all those shows. I wonder if this nine episode thing is across the board or if it's going to be, you know, just this one or if they will be different depending on what they want to do. They they really don't have to have a standard. From what I understand, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be six episodes. Um, they just announced that WandaVision is nine episodes. And we don't really know much more about any of the other series, except that um, there was a, an article recently that, uh, that said that one of the directors that they had tapped for She-Hulk was going to do six of the episodes and then somebody else was going to run the other, like all the rest of the episodes. Okay. So that indicates that She-Hulk is going to be more than six episodes as well. Right. Okay. And, and well, and She-Hulk being a 30 minute comedy, I felt like it was probably going to end up being more episodes. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense that that would be uh, a longer season. Yeah, for sure. And I'm so pumped. Oh, and any other, uh, what's the other, what else is in the news? I'm like hungry for this good news now. <laughs> well, there's one more thing. Uh, the, the lead cinematographer, uh, of the Moon Knight series, Gregory Middleton. Uh, I don't know what he was replying to or like what he was responding to on Instagram, but he said, he was basically like, all right, cat's out of the bag now. He said, the secret's out. Uh, it's an honor to be a part of introducing a new character to the MCU, but He's confirmed that Oscar Isaac is going to be Moon Knight. I He's read going to be this. That character of Moon Knight. That a lot of people, I heard some people asking, like, "What do y'all think of this?" I don't know, and I'm like, "This is such good news, right?" Oscar Isaac is so good, and he was—he's going to be so good in that role. Yeah. I totally agree, and he's like a huge name star. Like, he's not. This is not 
some nobody, you know what I mean? Like, which I'd yes. be okay if it was a new person, but the fact that they went so big with a big star like Oscar Isaac, like that means they are investing in this show and this character. And yep. it probably bodes better for crossover stuff than if they, you know, if they had not been doing that. Yeah. Well, like having his name, like you were saying, like that, that gives a little more, uh, a little more oomph to it, a little more credence, you know, that, uh, that, that star power is going to bring people to the character and really like, I, I like that they're going to shine a light on the character, uh, Egyptology, the, the, um, like Egyptian, um, mythology, you know, the, the, all of that, like, really cool shit that you don't get into about the, the moon God Khonshu, but also like the big thing that moon Knight is known for is, is being a uh, dissociative personality disorder, uh, sufferer afflicted. I don't know what to call them, but like he has dissociative personality disorder or dissociative identity disorder rather. And like could be a, a real champion for, uh, for mental health in pop culture, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, it's definitely some representation there. And if they do it right, I, I, I just feel like Oscar Isaac probably wouldn't have signed on if he didn't feel like they were doing it right. 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 Um, and didn't have a good game plan, didn't have a good way of attacking that sort of a theme. Man, that's ju- just, I, I think Oscar Isaac's great. And this is just good news. Man, yep. all good news. All good news from the Marvel front, right? <laughs> all good news. That is, that's what I've got so far. Sweet. Um, I don't know that I have any other news that we really need to talk about. All right. Um, you know, there's, there's a couple of things like, you know, they're, they're ramping up for one division. So you see a bunch of, um, like a bunch of clips and things like that, that have been hitting the the web. Yeah. Which I think we're going to do a short, like kind of one division, most last minute. What, what drop clip episode here, uh, yep. in a couple of days after we drop this one. So, they uh they they put up their uh, their first clip called Night Vision, which was really cute. Um, and then there's an article that's like uh, talking about how the opening credits uh, is recreating the Brady Bunch opening credits. Nice. And like <laughs> in in all of the interviews, Kevin Feige is just like you know talking about how much TV he watched when he was a kid, like. He grew up on things like the Dick Van Dyke show and I love Lucy and bewitched. And he's like, we, you know, we're riffing on all of that. We go up to modern family. We got, uh, the office style stuff, the talk to the camera, shaky camera documentary style. He's like, we're, we're riffing on all of it. And I was like, Oh crap. There's, I don't know how they're going to, to put all these different like themes of television together mm-hmm. and these different styles, but you know, according to all of the press that have watched it, it's amazing. Like all of the reviews that I've seen of the first three episodes are like, this is the greatest thing in TV since ever. Dude, I'm super excited. Like it just seems like they're doing something that sounds really complex and interesting, but also fun Mm -hmm. and has these big stars and it's connecting to this universe that we all love. Like, I just I couldn't be more excited for a show than I'm excited for WandaVision, honestly. I, I think one of the important things to note on that is like it's connecting to this universe that we love, but not only is it connecting, it is influencing and driving this network that we love. Like yeah. 
or this this uh, uh, universe. interconnected universe that we love. Absolutely. Like you know, Daredevil talks about the the incident. Um, you know when the attack on New York happened, like they mentioned it, but nobody ever mentions Daredevil. Yeah, this you know, will this will directly affect Multiverse of Madness if nothing else, right. and Ms. Right. Marvel because Monica Rambeau and um, yeah, this and is, Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel, uh, or is yep. Monica Rambeau in Ms. Marvel or is she just in Captain Marvel? I think Monica Rambeau is in Captain Marvel two, but Captain Marvel two is also going to have Miss um, Marvel. Miss Marvel, yeah. yes. Okay, um, sorry. What's her name? Kamala I Khan. Forget her name. No, it was the actor's name. Oh, but, I don't yeah, know. The actor who was playing Kamala Khan. I forgot her name. I can't remember. I'll look it up. She's just Kamala Khan now. Yeah, she's just Kamala Khan. <laughs> Iman Vellani. Yeah. Iman Vellani. That is the actress that plays, or that will be playing um, Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan. We had a piece of feedback, by the way, which I am sort of embarrassed by. Uh, Theo Harris uh, wrote in on Patreon and said, uh, Kamala Khan is an inhuman. And uh, we were talking about, uh, on last episode, about how um, we were like, you know, nobody liked the Inhumans. We don't know that they'll do the Inhumans again. And we did, we, I think we were talking mostly about the royal family. But at yep. one point we did say something to the effect of like, we're not even sure if it's going to like connect or the powers are going to work the same or the Terrigen is going to be the same, da, 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 you know, all that stuff. And they're yep. like, like, when will they do Inhumans again? And someone was like, uh, this <laughs> year? Thank you. Thank you, Theo. That, uh, you, and I think he's the only one that wrote in, too. So I was like surprised. Because, yes, Kamala Khan is inhuman, and we were wrong last week when we were like, when are they going to do yeah, Inhumans They're never again? going to touch Inhumans again. Yeah, just they're going to leave them alone. It's going to leave them except alone for a while. Except that Kamala Khan's an inhuman. Yeah, except for this year. Except for, yeah. But <laughs> except for right now. We dumb. Shit. We dumb. We done goofed. Uh, there's one more like rumor that came up. Oh, yeah. What, what's, what you got? Uh, it's, a, it's a rumor that I'm going to put a hard grain of salt on it that you can take with it. Okay, so grain of salt rumor, not confirmed. Right. It's it's reported by Murphy's Multiverse. Um, okay, never heard of it. They're, they're one of the ones that I usually steer clear of, but this is such a fun thing okay, so that fun I, I want to talk about it. We are in no way uh, giving it credence. Just, yeah, just I'm, I am in it. no way endorsing the credence of this particular rumor, but it's a fun rumor. Um, it, it is that uh, actor Elijah Richardson is rumored to have been cast as Eli Bradley in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. Eli Bradley being the Patriot in The Young Avengers. Oh, right. And... Mm. Oh, okay. And you remember, I, I think it was like two weeks ago, I was saying, like, what if they take the Patriot's backstory of like his grandfather... Uh, if they just like take all of that and just apply it to Sam and you were like, well, it, you continued to bring up the, you can't keep combining characters and like, you know, you run out of characters eventually if you keep combining them into, right. Into a smaller, you know, group or whatever. Right. right, right. So they may not combine that into, into Falcon, you know? Yeah. Uh, so he is playing. So Eli, Elijah Richardson, who I don't know from anything. I'm, I'm looking at his, uh, IMDb now, uh, but he is going to be in 
as Eli Bradley, the, the name of the yep. Patriot? Eli okay. Bradley. Interesting. The Patriot. That is really interesting because mm-hmm. that's a whole new character we were not expecting uh, in, yep. in this this version. That's cool. But it makes sense. You know, it's it's a, a character that, you know, is inspired by, you know, the or kind of like really strongly tied to uh, Steve Rogers. Yeah, Captain for sure. America, and then like could very easily be inspired by his sacrifice and and all that jazz. Mm, but that's true. Like, that's true. Could pretty easily come up with the whole like the legacy of Captain America is actually troubling because you know they tested it on my my grandfather's yeah. platoon. Like he he might the the, the conversation we hear. Where he's talking about it, it may be because he meets Eli earlier in the show. Yeah, man. If Sam has to has to have that conversation with him, yeah, I think that seems like what's going to happen, right? Like if if he we heard him talk about the 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 legacy that Shield is complicated, and it was like, uh, and that and and that's you know, I was like, is it? Are you just are you talking about just Steve was such a great hero? Because I know in the comics the legacy is complicated, but not really in. The series in the movies so that yeah. that adds to that line a lot interesting cool 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 it cool, would cool. it would because like if sam has to have has to have that discussion with that you know, with that kid and then has to kind of you know recon- reconcile the uh how he feels about steve and everything that he's done you know yeah basically the the idea that he has in his head of who steve is but then that legacy that Steve was building on or that, yeah. that Steve was pushing forward. Which like, is something that I think that could be a really interesting and cool way to look at the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show or, or for uh, an idea for them to tackle. Because I think it's an idea we're dealing with more and more in our country as we we deal with all this stuff, all the racial unrest from this year. And, and even now, like just all, all the stuff of our historical figures, I just keep... Uh, learning and reading more about our historical figures. And it's like <laughs> some of the men who did great things in our, in also our nation's did horrible history shit also were horrible monsters. Like, and like, yep. it, and it's, it's not monsters. Isn't the word. The, the idea is that they were men and they could even be heroes for their day. But the problem is we always move forward. We always progress. And so like looking back, some men had really big issues you know, I mean, the, the obvious example is half our forefathers are slave owners, probably more than half. I'm just I, I know it's not all, but many of our uh, our forefathers were slave owners. And like that's that is a complicated history because you and I know like everyone wants to tear down the statues of and all that. And I get why you want to do that. But at the same time, I get why people on the other side are saying, don't tear down our history, you know, and there's this yeah. like this, 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 this battle happening. And the truth is the actual truth is you have to have a conversation and recognize the complicated history uh, of, of our country. It's complicated. Like a man can be two things. A man can move the ball forward in such a cool way for democracy and create a more egalitarian society, but can still hold horrible uh, racist ideals. And then like, you have to like move past that. And then we're always progressing as a society and I think that like this show is kind of poised to make that statement about come in a complex way, not a simple way. And I, I don't know that they yeah. will, but it sounds like they're at least uh, 
going to touch on it. They could if this if this rumor pans out. <laughs> oh, oh, that's and true. That's, that's right. This is just a rumor. Yeah, we have to Sorry. remember that this is just a rumor. Yep. Sorry. When, when uh, <laughs> we got to talking about it, I forgot. I listed, and that's the problem. That's the problem. People <laughs> people start confirming things, and I'm not. I'm I'm just talking about the idea. And if it's true, it'd be awesome. I I do think there's got to be something to the idea of him saying the the um, legacy of the shield is complicated you know yeah there's got to be more to it like there's got to be there has to be something that's causing him to say that that's not just i i don't know that i can live up to that ideal because like that that particular uh issue hesitation whatever you want to call it that was covered in endgame it was that steve was like but it's your shield like you know it him saying mm you shouldn't be afraid of taking this because you're the only one that makes sense for this to go to. Like I am captain America. I endorse you having this. Yeah. Like that's, you know, that that's the, the obvious easy answer that he needed. And he was like, yeah, okay, I'll try. So the fact that he said, yeah, okay, I'll try is him taking it on and being like, cool. You know, it's, I have a lot of, I have really big shoes to fill. I've got a lot to live up to, but I'm going to try, you know, it's, he's already covered that. So that complicated legacy has to be something else. Yeah, I think, I think so. I think so. And just given the moment we're in, it seems like they're going to, they would be trying to make some sort of statement with with this show. And so I would love to see them tackle it that way with a, with Mm -hmm. a lot, Eli Bradley. That'd be awesome. Um, so, uh, before we go into our feedback section, Ash, is there any, uh, any feedback in the, uh, in the live stream, live stream chat that you'd like to throw out? I do. I have about two. Yeah. Yeah. What you got? Okay. Muzzy Nat says, Muzzy. Or, or asks, uh, do we think Miss Marvel is going to retcon slash erase inhumans from agents of shield? Oh, mm. killing me. My heart. It hurts. It hurts to think about that, but honestly, probably. All right. I'm going to bet that they will walk a lot. Well, you know, here's the thing. This is, it's going to be the test because will they walk a line that just allows both to exist or will they just straight up cut ties with the other universe? Like that is the thing we're watching for, right? Because if they do that, they're, they're literally saying everything after season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. never happened. Yeah. Well, everything that... Oh, yeah, everything after. Because, like, the the easy thing would be like, well, uh, I ate some fish, and then this happened. Well, every... <laughs> right. Everything <laughs> after... Everything <laughs> after drippy hands dripped from that bathtub, uh, mm-hmm. McDrippy hands, uh, we, we'll, we'll, we'll have no longer happened uh, in this universe, and we will have to really wrestle with the fact that, like, all those years of watching that show, that stuff is no longer valid, you know? Yeah. Not that it's no longer <laughs> valid or good TV, but like that it is no longer part of this universe. Yeah. So we will have wasted know. six years. I, I had a great time. Uh, no, I won't say wasted. wasted, but like, yeah, it's completely it, wasted. All of our time. We got to delete those episodes. We no longer have 500 episodes. <laughs> we, we're now down to about 46. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, no longer hitting that 500 benchmark. Um, okay, cool. What, what else you got there, Ash? Okay. Next is from Harmony Harm. 
It says, I have my thoughts, but I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on if Vision is going to be alive, with quotes, after WandaVision. Watching the Jimmy Kennel interviews, Paul Bettany isn't in London with Elizabeth shooting Doctor Strange. I had a hard time thinking that Wanda slash Vision would leave each other's side after recent events. So if he isn't in London, dot, dot, dot. Mm. Well, I, I hate to do ca- that kind of a casting thing where like, I hate to look at like who's where and who's in what country because sometimes it is too revealing. So you may be right, Mm -hmm. but I also, there's lots of explanations. There's lots of ways that could be. It could be that they realize that this version of him isn't him. This is her projection of him, but now they enter the multiverse and they actually can go find vision, you know, or like it could be that it ends. It could be the multiverse of madness ends with a resolution of her getting him back. And I'm pretty sure he lives in London. Because <laughs> that's just in- his accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I have a theory. I have a theory. You want to hear it? Sure. Theorize. Theorize away. Um, so Paul Bettany has been part of the MCU since 2008. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's probably, I, I don't want to speak for him, but, <laughs> you know, uh, these stars tend to get a little tired of a particular role being you know, a recurring thing. So he might, he might be moving on, but one of the photos in the promo materials that was on the wall in WandaVision had a nest with three eggs in it. Three. They, we've seen repeatedly two kids, right? Two kids that Wanda and Vision have. And we know that Wiccan and Speed are those kids. But what if another version of Vision is the third egg? And we get kind of a rebirth of Vision through this new character. And kind of like um, like his his Vision family in the the Tom King comics. Where he made his family. I feel like that Mm -hmm. could get a little too... Gamora... Right. Like if, if he's like a new version of himself and he loses these years of character development, but maybe that's not what you mean. I mean, it's, it's not like vision, the same vision in you, but like the, the next model who, you know, learned from the, you know, learned from Papa vision, so to speak. Right. And, you know, they call him vision and he's kind of built the same way, but it's a new character and, you know, a, a younger a younger actor in that role. Yeah. I, 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 I'm seeing Harmony Harm who asked the question, uh, talking about this and the chat. And I agree. I don't want this uh, character to be gone. I really, really love Paul Bettany. Yeah. We just got him. We just, we really did. Like he's been in so few films, although he's been in all of them. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, the character has been in so few things. I really would love, um, to hear more. Uh, you see more from this 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 version of Vision. You know, honestly, it's it's not even that he's been in so few things; it's that he's had so few focused storylines on him. Yeah, he's got no real character growth. I mean, definitely some, but like he was born yesterday. He was born. <laughs> he was kind of born yesterday. Um, you know, in <laughs> there's a big Hollywood problem where like. They always have these older gentlemen, like in their forties, uh, dating 
uh, girls in the movies that are in their twenties. It's like a thing. Uh, yeah. But, but in this case, in many ways in the characters, Scarlet Witch is the one that's doing the cradle robin here, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this should be illegal. This it's a little it's a little dicey, a little dicey. It's, you're, you're running into into some potentially uh, problematic territory there, Wanda. <laughs> okay, well we're gonna be right back with lots of feedback uh, right after these messages. And we're back. Then we're back. back. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, we got a whole bunch of feedback in the old hopper there, and I guess let's just run down it and ch- talk about as many things as we can. So, Joel Martinez Jr. says, if they do introduce the first fam, or sorry, the first Marvel family in Spider-Man 3, I'd love to see them take a paternal-like role and shield, see what I did there, him from the numerous people hunting him by giving him a suit. And he'll be paperback Spider-Man for a small duration of the film. What do you guys think? By the way, long-time fan of the podcast. I've been listening on Apple Podcasts since S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes days. Love you guys. Glad I made it to the YouTube. Yeah, sweet. Thanks, Joel. Uh, yeah, this is our first first direct feedback from YouTube. Um, paper bag Spider-Man, do you know what this means? <laughs> yeah, it was... Is it a run like, in the comics or something? Yeah, it was a weird thing where... Uh, Peter was like part of the Fantastic Four, kind of. Like they gave him a, a Fantastic Four suit. And okay. he had a paper bag over his head. <laughs> so I'm that seeing the pictures see. now. I'm seeing the pictures too. This is pretty it's, amazing. It's real goofy. It's so goofy. What What's going on here, guys? Why, why are you so goofy? <laughs> it's some goofy shit. During Spider-Man's identity, identity crisis story arc, that's when it happened. That's amazing. Mm. This is an amazing thing that we need more of in our lives. <laughs> um, I, I, sorry. I, he was bombastic man. Bombastic Bagman. That's the the actual name. <laughs> Bombastic Bagman. I love that so much. The amazing Bagman. I, I I don't think that they'll make that a, a long running thing, but there's probably going to be a reference to it. Um, if not in this movie, then whenever he and the Fantastic Four uh, get together, that would be really fun. Hmm. I like it a lot. And for, for everyone on the video, here's uh Spider-Man. I mean, here's paper bag, Spider-Man. Bombastic. <laughs> they is... have a Funko pop. I wonder if Brian VK has. Oh one. snap. Yeah. Matt, that's from, uh, that's the, the skin and loading screen. Oh, from, from the game. Spider-Man video game. Yeah. Nice. Cool. I recognize that pose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's awesome. So that is pretty amazing. I would like to, uh, yeah. Why is it just because they all? I don't understand this. This is so weird. It's such a weird thing to do to have a paper bag on your head. It's just a Fantastic Four suit, but it's Spider Man inside with a paper bag on his head with big angry eyes drawn on it. Yep. This is such a weird, like Deadpool esque sort of thing. Like it's very <laughs> strange, right? Yeah, it, it's basically. Uh, like Muzzinette said, I think he had to change fast. It was one of those, like, I don't have time to to figure out what to do with this kind of suit. So I'm just going to stick a paper bag on my head. Because the Fantastic Four, like, 
they just wear their identity out in the open. Like everybody knows who they are. So it was like a one-time thing. It wasn't like he did this all the time. No, yeah, this wasn't his like lasting costume or anything. Yeah, when I looked it up on um, Spider-Man Wiki, it says the spare Fantastic Four costume, also known and dubbed as the Bombastic Bagman or the Amazing Bagman, is of a costume Peter Parker had to don as a result of being separated from the alien symbiote in the Baxter building. Oh. Oh, okay. So he was he was probably using the symbiote as his mask, and then he had like to, you do. Yeah, like he was do. out of reach from his costume and is forced to fight crime wearing a paper bag on his head, again referring to himself as the Bombastic Man. So that was self-named. That is so okay. funny. Uh, that is very <laughs> Spider-Man, very funny. I love it. I love it. I hope so. To answer your question, I hope so. I hope we get Bombastic Bagman. Thank you, Joel, for making us aware that that existed. I did not know. <laughs> All right, what's uh, up next? Uh, the Razor's Edge on YouTube says, at 22 minutes into your video, that mirror is in the bar area of Tony Stark's Avengers Tower. And this is the mirror in the Loki. Yeah, Loki uh, trailer. The Loki trailer. This is a, uh, it was seen in a scene in Endgame and was in the first Avengers movie. So does he visit Tony Stark or visit himself to take back the staff that had the Mind Stone in it? Because you can see that in the mirror. Hmm. What do you think? I did not catch this at all, but there's a mirror. It's like a weird sort of mirror with a bunch of smaller circular mirrors built into oh, it. Oh yeah, if if you look at that in slow-mo, I don't know how we missed it, but when I watched it again, you can see all of the reflections of uh, the Avengers Tower. And that mirror is in the scene in Endgame when they're sneaking in, when Tony's mm -hmm. sneaking in, that mirror's like right there. Yeah, uh, so it's in a couple of, couple of different... Uh, Avengers movies. I did not catch this when we did our trailer breakdown. We are failures. Um, but <laughs> uh, when you're too close, it. sometimes, sometimes yeah, yeah, so, so many things it. that we missed from that trailer. That it's, trailer in particular. Oh yeah. man, that trailer. The L at the board. Like maybe that's for bowling. When if you look at it, it looks like Loki was above his throne. Obviously, it was the L for Loki. I'm like, oh my god. Oh well, we were too close. I still think it's I still think it's a Loki thing, a bowling thing though, right? It's a bowling alley, totally a bowling maybe. alley. But maybe he knocked all the other letters off. Maybe it's like a tank girl kind of world, and he's like the trash king. That's what it looked like. Yeah, <laughs> really did. Uh, Brandon Drum says at MCU cast, "What if it's more like Truman Show protecting Earth from Wanda than her own fake reality?" Hmm. I don't think it's that because the the radio voice comes through and says, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Well, we talked about this a couple weeks ago about the idea of them doing like a, uh, using the scroll technology. And I really like that theory. I don't, I don't, I don't really feel like it'll be that, but this kind of reminds me of that, that like they've got her in a pod trying to protect the world from her powers. Um, and, and, and it, yeah, this is her Tahiti. Yeah, 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 exactly. This is her, her magical place. While she's dealing with this horrible grief, maybe it's supposed to, maybe it's like she's running a scroll program that's supposed to get her over some of her grief. <laughs> this will help you process your grief kind of instantly. I kind of like it, actually. I kind of <laughs> like this theory, actually. Like, um, she gets out and it finds out that, like, it, this all has been a software to help her pass her grief, like, and, 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 and let help her, like, deal with processing the death of vision. Yeah, but if you're, if you're not, like, aware of that when you're when you're in it is it like is that really 
Does it count? Is it ethical? Are you going to be mad about it well, coming out of but it? If you, if you, it, I've seen things before like this where like you find out at the end, like who put me in here? And then you're like, they, you put you it's in you. there. You chose to go ah. through this or something like that. You know, you, you yeah, we offered you this program and you took it because it was going to be something that like healed you. And you, you were, you were, and then like we get a flashback <gasps> and she's like freaking out. You were tearing holes in the world and then we need, you needed to calm down and we, and you chose to do this. Like she thinks it's people suppressing her and we think it's people suppressing her. Yeah, but in the not, end, it's not, it's not Truman show. It's not, that's not the, the Jim Carrey thing. It's eternal sunshine and spotless Wanda. Yes. Mm-hmm. Eternal sunshine exactly. and spotless WandaVision. Thank you. Good call. Yes. Oh, I love nailed it. it. You nailed, nailed it. it. You guys. Oh, oh my God. You nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> I think it's going to be that sad too. It is going to be that sad, too. It really is. Uh, so Dapo came and hit us on Facebook. He said, I hope this is the right place for feedback for this cast. There was talk about how Eternals and Deviants might link to mutants. And here's my take, which is half based on the actual comics. In the comics, the Celestials created the Eternals and Deviants through genetic tampering with the Homo sapiens species it found. But they were also responsible for the creation of the X-Gene. It is stated that the Homo sapiens had unusually malleable DNA, and they played a lot with it. Well before the Kree came and got their, you know, had their go at creating in humans, and now if we keep this as gospel in the movies, it could be that the X gene was much harder to activate and almost needs a double dose of certain energies like the stones, which is how Wanda and Pietro were created. But maybe in the past, when the stones were on Earth, it could have had, it could have inadvertently triggered others like Magneto and Xavier. You know, we know that the Tesseract was on Earth and being meddled with by scientists, and the mass awakening of more mutants is then due to the two snaps that happened on Earth in Infinity War and Endgame. Ta. I like this. I like this a lot, and I know we've talked a lot about changing the background of uh, Magneto, but if you think about it, like. You could easily connect the Tesseract getting uh, extracted in the 40s to the creation of someone like Professor X over... Well, he's from, he's from Britain, right? In the comics, Professor X? Is he from London or Britain? I don't think so. No? I don't. Is that just, no. a, uh, is that just in the um, I movies? He's just in, he's I thought he was from New, New York. York. He's from upstate New York. But he's... He's British in it's the movie. It's just for right? the it's movie. Just, I mean, just are we movie. going canon on Fox here? No, I, I don't know. I, I, that's my question. Never ever accuse Fox of being canon. I'm asking because I only know. That's like, I, yeah, you're right. No, now that I think about it, every other version has an American accent that I can think of, like uh, from cartoons yep. and such. Yeah, that's just because they hired Patrick Stewart. Never mind. I, fa- <laughs> I failed. Uh, so my point stands that if uh, you had an American act, uh, an American Professor X, uh, the Tesseract was in America all that time, and you could easily see somehow he interacted with it. And at the same time, uh, during World War II, Red Skull had it, so that could you could see that creating Magneto. Um, Man, yeah. What mm-hmm. if what if Magneto was uh, in the the prisoners that he had that Captain America helped escape? Yeah, what if, or what if there was just, you know, some experimentation going on, which we know there was lots of different super soldier experimentation going on. Uh, what if they were trying to use the Tesseract in that way and that could have uh, excited Magneto's X-Gene? Um, yeah, this, 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 that's a good theory, Dapo. Um, 
that and, and of course you could make every other mutant have some sort of interaction at some point uh, with a different Infinity Stone. The Tesseract's been on Earth for ever. Um, ever. I mean, since what? What was it? Something AD? Some distant past? That that that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was um, it was in that, that um, tree, that box yeah. in the World Tree. Yep, exactly. So or not in the World Tree, but like you know what I mean. Yeah, in the wall, the the wall in carving the, of Idrisil. The relief of Idrisil. Yes. That's <laughs> how you got to say it like he did. Very uh, very forceful. All right. Uh, let's see. William Colby Carter's. <laughs> <laughs> William Colby Carter said at MCU cast, I agree with Ash that Pitch Perfect 3 was not a good movie for Haley. <laughs> not her shining, you know, not her most shining moment. Yeah. Not what she got nominated for an Oscar for, I'll tell you that. <laughs> this was not um, an Oscar worthy performance. Certainly not. I, was anybody in Pitch Perfect 3 uh, or any of the Pitch Perfect movies? Uh, an Oscar-winning performance. Jeff, have you seen the cup scene? Yeah, Fat Amy. She's the best. <laughs> you know, I can say with certainty that I have not. The first one's great. Would you say it's pitch perfect? Right on key. Or tone. Ah, oh, stop it. Mm-mm. Right on brand. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Sparks <laughs> sent us an email today, guys. So found this animated Avengers show on Disney Plus called Future Avengers. And in the show, they introduced Kang by him coming back to the past because he couldn't defeat the Inhumans in the future. So do you guys think that that would be an interesting way of introducing the Inhumans to the MCU? I know you guys think it would be a more Young Avengers reason, but the way they did it on the show made it very interesting. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Take care. Huh. I haven't seen this. Let's go watch it right now. Yeah, we'll be right back. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah, no, this sounds like exactly the way he always comes back. He's normally coming back to fight the Avengers in comics, it seems like. And he couldn't defeat them in the future, so he comes back to time he can or whatnot. Uh, So it sounds like they just sort of like, at least this version of Kang in this particular moment needed to come back and fight in humans instead. Right. And are they... Does he mean just generally in humans? Because it's still the show's still called Future Avengers, so I don't know. I don't know. Like with Kamala Khan coming, we're getting in humans in the main like verse. <laughs> uh, unlike yeah. what we talked about last week, apparently, because our yeah. brains completely shut down. Like throwing out our last episode. Yeah, completely throwing away everything we ever said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> starting over, episode one of the podcast. Here we go. <laughs> We really need to. Let's just redo all of that because, like, we talked way too long on Guardians of the Galaxy, just like recapping the movie. We shouldn't have done that. MCU cast reboot. Yeah, we need a reboot. That's what we need. <laughs> <laughs> Crisis on Infinite MCUs. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I totally think that this could they could need to come back. I just don't know that we're gonna get the team, the Inhumans, for a while because of the way that show went, um, even if we do get Inhumans. So I have a feeling it's going to be about the Avengers and the Avengers, the young Avengers that it looks like it might be building towards might have some Inhumans on the team. 
As long mm. as no one's there to buck it up, we we might get a good inhuman Oof. story. Yeah. I mean, they, I just don't know how they didn't know. You know, like... Buck. No, no, that's what I mean. How they didn't know not to give him a second show. <laughs> you know? Like, they didn't know. watch Iron Fist at yeah, all, and they really were like, cool. Way. They, it feels like they didn't watch the dailies. They were getting back from Iron Fist, and they took him straight... <laughs> you know, also, let me say this. In defense of all creators, because I, I know creating is hard, and I've never made a TV show, but, but like, he, they did have him make two Marvel TV shows really close together, back-to-back, so, like, maybe there's a little something to be said for, like, maybe he took on too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe he signed the contracts before Iron Fist was out, and they're like, uh-oh. Guess we got to follow through with it. Well, they could, they can always, like, kick someone off a project, though. Uh, yeah, no. He, I don't believe it's that he took too much on and couldn't handle it. It's that they gave him work at all. That was the okay. Problem. All right, moving on. Because he no he he killed Dexter. That's true. Shh. Spoilers. You did, you didn't you didn't you don't like the way they ended Dexter either. That last season of Dexter was got weird. Yeah, he he's responsible for Dexter going very downhill. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Arlo Ellis is. Hey guys, I just rewatched the Morbius trailer, and I'm actually really looking forward to the movie now. I know it may not mean anything, but both Tom Hardy and Jake Gyllenhaal are listed as being cast members by Google. What are your thoughts about the movie as a whole, and who would you like to see make a cameo? Man, I think it's becoming more and more clear to me that Google casting is just complete BS, right? Right. <laughs> Every mm-hmm. time we look at Google, we're like, hey, this is on Google. Like. How does Google get things so wrong? I don't know. It's weird. Well, it's like Google is taking, uh, we got this covered articles, all of them as absolute gospel. Exactly. It's taking a bunch of uh, BS articles and making them fat, which is just weird. Weird for Google. I guess Google is all about like crowdsourcing all the information. So I guess that's why. Yeah. Well, I mean, Google's like, Google takes the information that's on the internet. And if that's what's being produced the most, then. Right. You know, doesn't matter can, if it's true or not. Right. Like <laughs> this is how you how you uh fool the bots. You just put out a bunch of bullshit and it's like, well that's clearly obviously what's uh what's the thing. It's like it's kinda how Brexit happened. Like nobody <laughs> thought it was actually gonna happen. They just were like, eh, you know, I'll vote for it, whatever. It's not gonna actually happen. Yeah. And they're like, Oh shit, we voted to leave. Oh man. It will forever be a like stain on human nature and w- the way we think about things. When I think back to the day after Brexit, the thing that was searched most on Google in the UK was what is Brexit? Yeah. Like the yeah. vote had already happened and the most searched thing was what is Brexit? That's <laughs> <laughs> just really sad. It's kind of, it's, it's like, um, Oh God, was it Leno that did it? That was like, uh, went around on the street. was like, do you want to end women's suffrage? Mm. It was Jerry and Kimmel like, and it was back on the man show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. They, okay. They, they walked around, uh, like they, they were doing an end women's suffrage campaign on the streets. And because <laughs> suffrage sounds like suffering, uh, yep. people did not know it meant voting. And a lot of women were, uh, coming up and, you know, joining in on the fight against women's yeah. suffrage. I love clips like that. Jimmy Kimmel does it a lot. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel's funny with that stuff. 
he's really good at like just um, interacting with other humans and making making them be the humor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I think Jimmy Kimmel's like crazy funny, but like he does a good job of making a show. <laughs> it is pretty funny. <laughs> if that makes sense. Okay, so what, uh, Arlo asked us about Morbius. What are our thoughts about the movie as a whole, and who would we like to see make a cameo? I'm excited for this movie. Uh, I like vampires. <laughs> <laughs> well, then wait for Blade. Yeah, but I like m- many vampires. <laughs> I like all the vampires. I like Jared Leto when he's not being a complete psychopath. Is he not going to be a complete psychopath, though? I mean, that stuff he was doing during uh, the filming of, uh, what was it, Suicide Squad? Like, he was sending, uh, like, cast people weird, gross stuff. Yeah. Pretending to, like, just just be a good actor. You're a good actor. Just do that. So, just do I don't that. Know. Yeah. Don't be a method actor. Just be a and good actor. And we know, um, <laughs> we know uh, Vulture's going to be in it because he was in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm interested. I I'm, I like the uh, poster of Spider Man and it, and it. What did it have written on the poster? Like it was something bad over Spider Man, like traitor, like menace, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm interested in the story that Murder, they're going to try to make. I think it was. Murder. That's yeah. it. Okay, so Morbius is is made by Sony fully. Like it's it's their it's the Sony baby, right? And you know you never want to call the baby ugly to the parents' face, but that baby. Mm-hmm. Is probably going to be ugly. <laughs> like I, I, I don't like that Sony is trying to force Morbius to be in there. They, I mean, they. I already didn't like it when they made Venom without, uh, yeah. without any kind of connection to Spider Man already. And like Venom is interesting because of his connection to Spider Man, and I'm sorry, their connection to Spider Man. Like the symbiote and uh, the person Eddie Brock. Yeah. Like that's what makes him interesting. When you just throw out like, ah, it's an alien that it's a symbiote that connected with a person and now they're eating people. Like that's not a Spider-Man. That's not even a Marvel thing anymore. You're not like, it can still be an interesting character. it. It can still be a fine character, but like that's, that is the, our way into Venom has always been through Spider-Man. Right. Um, and they, they, they took that away. I, I thought the movie had some good points, but were, was just not great. And the, the, point, yeah. the point I think is just that like Sony, without Marvel's involvement, has not yet made a, that many good decisions. Right. <laughs> I think the Raimi movies are good. Spider-Man 2 with Alfred Molina was like a, a gem of a film, but it was like, it was, it was, uh, Rare happenstance that that became so good. Yes. I mean, I think the first Spider-Man movie is really, really good as well. Um, And even Mm -hmm. the third one, it it has some major problems, but like also some of the things people rag on it about are not so bad. Um, It just has, it has some weird, it has some weird disease because Sam Raimi likes to make things weird. Like all that stuff about (laughs) emo Spider-Man dancing and stuff. Yeah, I love that stuff. That is me too. That is Sam. <laughs> that's just Sam Raimi being Sam Raimi. I agree. I don't mind that stuff at all. People make fun of it, and I think it's like so funny. It's supposed to be campy. Exactly. He's a shemp. He's shemping it up. I, I don't know what shemp is. Is you mean the? Uh, it's like the overacting. <laughs> you know, it's supposed to be that. It's meant to be camp. It yeah. looks comic booky. 
It does. It does. And I l- absolutely love, uh, I love all of Sam Raimi's stuff. And I, yeah, I just think that, uh, he does a great job. And like, there's the main stuff that doesn't work in that is that they did sort of shove too many villains in a thing. So no one villain gets their due. If that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, like you had, you had symbiote suit Spider-Man or, Dick, Dick Peter Parker, penis Parker, if you will. <laughs> I got there. <laughs> you got there. You got there. I got there. Um, you had penis Parker in there. Like that's the, the main story is that he's such an asshole, mm-hmm. but then like he's being super funny and you're laughing at him, but then you've got this like incredibly like serious character in Sandman. Yeah. And like his gripping story kind of juxtaposed against this, ridiculous Peter Parker going around the city being a dickhead. And then the, yeah, the tones don't match up. And then Venom the feels weird, totally out of place. Yeah. Venom was like, was it should have, that should have been split off into two movies to be honest. Agreed. But then Harry being the way that he was like, he, he just tried to do too much all at once. Like too much, too much movie for this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, you know, it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't great, but then like we're, we're talking about Morbius and, and yeah, Venom. Let's talk right about now. Morbius a little bit. And I, I think that like, I don't know. I have not been convinced that they can make a movie that is unconnected to Marvel and like not creatively controlled by Marvel and do a good job with it. I am hopeful because right. I, I, Tom Hardy is super uh, talented. Jared Leto is super talented uh, Michael Keaton, super talented, and the, and all these characters are interesting. I just, I don't know. It's weird too because Morbius is supposed to be a vampire, and like, just like we always talk about with like the Inhumans and the introduction of the Inhumans and how you become an Inhuman, it looks like he's going to be a vampire, but by some sort of mystical medical procedure or something. Um, and that seems weird, like. And, and and we know we have Blade coming, so like, are they? Is that going to line up with the way that it's vampires a different kind exist? of vampire? Right. Like, are they? I don't know. It just feels like, just like, is my biggest problem with all of these universes that sort of put the cart before the horse is like, are they? Is it going to make sense, or do they have a plan, or is it just going to be uh, kind of a muddled mess? Well. Uh, I think Nathaniel Muzzy said it in chat just now. Morbius is not actually a real vampire. Like, he's like the living vampire. He's the right. living vampire is what they call him. But it's yeah. just that, like, much like all of the rest of Spider-Man's villains, like, if they, if some sort of scientific procedure happened to make them, it's that they are uh, a crude knockoff of that creature or that's that particular thing. Or that, um, that, uh, like the horror trope or whatever. Like they're, a, they're kind of a, a, a photocopy of it, a cheap photocopy of it. They're not like, they're not that genuine good Kinko shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> High gloss pictures, much like Sony. So it makes sense. But <laughs> yeah. So all that to say, like, they could well be doing kind of that Quentin Beck thing of like, we say it's multiverse. And he says it's multiverse, but it's not actually multiverse. It's just some guy being a, you know, being all mad at Tony Stark and putting on a show. So this guy could 
be saying like vampire like tendencies or vampire like system, but not actually as vampire. But then Blade comes out and it's like, oh shit, now he's actually that that guy's actually dealing with vampires. Right. Right, exactly. Okay. Uh well, uh th- and as for cameos, I would like to see Tom Hardy. I know I don't in many ways I don't uh I don't know. I don't know how this is all going to connect. I don't know how I don't know how all these movies connect and if the multiverse it's it's got the vulture in a prison suit, so I'm assuming that is our our version of the vulture, which means if that occurs, that means that this version of spite of a uh, Morbius is in the main MCU timeline, at least according to Sony. So, you know, yeah, but then you get into the same agents of shield kind of thing where like we say it's part of the timeline, but then Marvel's like, mm, yeah, nah, I really don't want that anymore. Like, why can't they make yeah. a tight continuity? Why Sony? I'm mad then, at you. Well, like, I feel like it's Sony is just kind of capitalizing on the success of the MCU in that, like, hey, yeah. we own Marvel properties still, so it's connected. I'd really like to know what happened behind the scenes on all that stuff where, uh, you know, the, the head of Sony was coming out saying that it was all, you know, they were going to make these movies and it was all connected, and Feige was, like, sitting quietly and like i don't know about that like you remember, you remember that interview where feige looked like distressed that sony was talking about these movies being connected to the mcu do you remember that interview no just me i do it's uh he and i think it was amy pascal right we're sitting right next to each other and she was like oh yeah they're all in the mcu and he's just like his eyes are getting really big like Mm. we're gonna have to talk about that when we get home Amy. yeah that really is the vibe i got like we'll talk about this later i don't know about all this and uh but it looks like they just kind of let him get in the back door of the mcu with spider-man and now we just kind of have to deal with that (laughs) it's like Mm. they made that claim on tv and he didn't say anything because he didn't want to like negger right there but because he didn't say anything he's letting like you let it happen you just, you just let this happen? You let this happen, Feige. This is, we trusted <laughs> Damn you. It, Feige. We trusted you. We trusted you. You betrayed us. <laughs> uh, Tuscan Radio says, I'm rewatching S.H.I.E.L.D. And in the scene where Enoch dies in As I Have Always Been, Colson and Daisy talk about watching their friends go first. I realize that that's the writers talking about being the last Marvel show after the cancellation of the Netflix show's Runaways and Cloak and Dagger. This is a fun theory, but I would push back on it uh, for two reasons. First of all, it wasn't the last one. Uh, you still, they still had um, that demon show that we watched. Hellstrom. Hellstrom. Yes, uh, you still had Hellstrom on the air. But uh, I still haven't watched all of that. Uh, and it's it's cute. Uh, this would be cute, but honestly, that scene is pure artistry. I don't think they were doing any kind of cute nod and uh, wink. Like this was that scene is one of those heartbreaking death scenes I've ever seen. Um, and I went and watched it after um, I went and watched it after I got this message just about an hour ago. And as, as we talked about at the top of the cast, I just had a major death in my family and uh, man, this scene is heartbreaking. Um, it talks about how, <laughs> Yes, it's lonely to die, but it's it's a lot lonelier to stay around. It's 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 you it's harder to be the one that stays. And like, man, it's just 
just heartbreaking, just absolutely yeah. heartbreaking. And uh, I really, really love that scene. I was glad he sent me the YouTube video because I do love it. And I'm glad I can share that with other people now. That one was the episode that Elizabeth Henstridge directed, directed yeah. as well. And like that really shows her chops. Like she did a hell of a job on that one. Agreed. hundred percent. Man, why you got to bring us down? It's just an amazing scene. Amazing scene. It's, it's like, ah, now I'm sad about Enoch again. <laughs> ah, considerable amount of sadness. Mm-hmm. So Dalton Bieri said, hey guys, just wanted to write in with some thoughts on all your X-Men predictions. <laughs> Good luck. There's a lot mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, this next sentence. It's, if you actually combine all your predictions, and I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> what are we going to do here? <laughs> Go ahead, Dalton. If, Hit us with if it. If you actually combine all your predictions, you have a pretty good story in hand. First, think of mutants and X-Men as separate groups. Mutants could have technically been around forever without public knowledge. This would be a great place to bring in stories about Denzel, Magneto, and Professor X. Uh, as time goes on, the world is getting larger, and here is where the conversation of the X-Men and the next generation of mutants comes into light publicly, especially with bigger threats come bigger threats to come. By separating the two, you could actually bring on more opportunities for team-ups, etc. I just thought I could help summarize all your thoughts. Keep doing what you're doing, Dalton. Um, so is he saying that the X-Men would not be mutants, or he's just saying that the X-Men are a subset of mutants, which is true? I think it's that um, the, the X-Men do exist, but they're more... They're more public facing. I, I, well, I would say they they become more public facing, and they have been like background kind of thing. Or I think he's like, saying here that the mutants have been background all along, and now that the X Men come up out and they're like this public thing that goes public, and uh, yeah, could be. I, I think uh, this he's is also saying that like we need to combine all of our theories together. And honestly, we've had so many theories; I don't remember them all. There's yeah, a couple that same. have stuck around, like Guinan as Professor X would be amazing. <laughs> Whoopi. That's Guinan. Mm-hmm. He's saying Guy- Whoopi is Guinan, Guinan is Whoopi. Oh. <laughs> right. Much like Cap is Chris, Chris is Cap. Yeah, for um, sure. I had to put it in, t- in terms you could understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Everything, le- all roads lead back to Cap and Chris. Indeed. Indeed they do. That's fair. That's fair. All roads lead back to dead ass. What we really need is somebody to like go through all of our old podcasts and like bring all of the X-Men theories together to write that film for us. And they probably have, you know, it's just going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, that's what Feige's doing. Um, Feige's doing that. It's just like, man, these guys are good. That would be a mess. That movie would be an absolute mess. It really would. Yep. I think it'd be great. Well, thank you, Ashley. Arlo L is back again. So, hey guys, I've been watching all of Chadwick Boseman's movies lately, and I was wondering what you guys have seen him in. If you haven't already, I highly recommend Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, where he gives a totally Oscar-worthy performance. Love you guys, Arlo. P.S. On a totally unrelated unrelated note, my fan cast for Doctor Doom is definitely Michael Fassbender. He and McAvoy were the best part of the X-Men movies. Hmm. I support that 100% for Doctor Doom, too. I just wonder if they could do it. He would need a big character like that to break out of the Magneto stigma because he was so good as Magneto. So many people will just see him as Magneto. I think it's going to be really hard for him to play another 
big signature villain like that without just being the same. Like he'd have to really play it differently. And it's a shame too, because he'd be perfect, like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. He's Fox, so intense. Fox really put him in the wrong role. But I Damn thought he Fox. was the, I love him in those movies. He doesn't have a bad scene in those movies. No, I think he's, he's great. great. Yeah, he's absolutely great. What's your What's bad some, scene? Well, yeah, what? Perfection? <laughs> Is it the perfection part? You just, you just no, don't like no, no, the, no. You just don't like those movies. But he's well, great. Well, yeah. Mm, nah. Like, if you recall, in Apocalypse, the the blue scene, the blue forest scene, uh-huh. where they were trying to make it Twilight, but it wasn't. That's not his fault. Uh, no, you're right. It's not his fault that, that the cinematography was bad. Um, yeah, I think and, that's, and he, plays that, bad. he plays all and that it, wonderfully, though. It wasn't necessarily that he wrote it poorly in that that scene should have come, like, you know, in the last movie or two movies ago, sure. whatever. But, you know, I just... You just don't like... It's exactly what I just said. You're just refusing to admit it. You just don't like the movie. It has nothing to do with his performance. Yeah, yeah no, no. He his, killed all those guys with that necklace. I was like, oh. Well, that's all we're saying. He awesome. is great. That's all Bass we're saying. is great. Yes, he, he he was a good Magneto. And what's-his-face was a good Charles Xavier. Like, they, they did a good job in those roles. It's just such a shame. That the writing was not good. I hear what Jeff is saying. We said he doesn't have a bad scene in those movies. I think we right. mean he does not have a bad scene, as in... It's just a difference in interpretation of our sentence. We're saying he is great in every scene he's in, regardless of the scene. And if you had said that, I would have been like, yes, he is a fantastic actor. Okay. And he's great in that role. Uh, It's it's just a shame that the writing was so bad. (laughs) As for Arlo's other question, I have not seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, I saw him in uh, 42... Uh, Chadwick Boseman, Jackie Robinson movie. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Really, really. Get on wonderful. up was good. Um, yeah, get on up was really, really good. Uh, I watched those two the week he died. I, I kept meaning to forever, and I just find it hard to have time to watch anything but MCU. Yeah, like I saw him in Civil War, and he was really great. Yeah, really great, really uh. great in uh, you know, in game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's uh, he's. He's he's wonderful in everything I've seen him in. I'd like to see his. I'd like to do what exactly what Arlo is saying here, and just like get through all of his movies because he really is a wonderful actor. You know, I was I was really looking forward to Twenty Two Bridges. Yeah, because that was like him and the Russo brothers. Yeah, me too. Mm. You, did and you then, like it? I just never watched it. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to get it, we'll have to get it sometime and watch we'll do it. that on Panavision. Yeah, let's cover it on uh, one of those things. We could do a. Uh, Binger's a symbol where we do all of Chadwick's movies. Oh, man. Oh, there you go. That'd be good. <laughs> I just cry the whole time. Yeah, I really, it's hard to watch his movies. It, it, I think it'd be easier now, but for a few months, I was really raw about it. It was really sad. It's still real sad. Yeah, it is, but, you know, with, <sighs> time, with time, time heals all wounds, as they say. <laughs> Makes it easier with time. Uh, 084 said, just had a thought I hadn't seen anyone come up with. What if Mordo is pulling the strings in WandaVision? Until next time. Who's doing this to you, Wanda? Mordo. Mm. I kind of like it. Well, it, leads, it, it leads into Doctor Strange 2, which I I keep saying they're doing so much with Doctor Strange 2, it seems. Like, I don't know how Mordo is going to fit in. You know what I mean? So like what mm-hmm. if 
uh, he's using, what if he's trying, you know, what if he's not just after sorcerers from this reality? He's using WandaVision to open up the multiverse to take out sorcerers from all realities. Yeah, then, then you get into a Spider-Verse kind of thing where um, that, uh, what was that guy's name? Exactly. You get into a Spider-Verse kind of thing, which is what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. It looks like. Well, there, in, in the Spider-Verse comic, there was a guy that was going around killing all the Spider-Men of the different verses. Right, right, right. But as I was getting at, like, if if uh, Mordo is involved, like, it could be the sorcerers he's after, and I don't know. It sounds, sounds cool. I, I dig this idea a lot, actually. What if, uh, what if, oh man, what if Mordo went down this super dark path where he ended up becoming the, um, like one of the, the avatars or uh, champions of Mephisto? And we get like a yeah. Mordo versus Agatha Harkness kind of thing. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. And maybe Agatha, in this case, ends up being, like, sort of on the opposite side. Yeah, like she's fighting against Mephisto. Right, and and therefore fighting against Mordo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think this sounds really cool. Man, I'm so pumped. We got only a few days away from this show. Like, four four days. And we have um, a uh, a nine-episode run coming. This is just so freaking exciting. The first two of which are this Friday. Wow. Wow. So pumped, man. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. All right, uh, that's about all the time we have for the feedback. Let's see if there's any, any in the live chat feedback, Ashley. How you how we doing in the live chat? Is Ashley frozen? She's frozen. <laughs> Ashley, Ashley, you're frozen. Am I frozen now? You're frozen. Uh, no, you're free, you're unfrozen you're now. now. But it was funny because we so funny. like you, you haven't had to, you haven't talked all the whole time, and then we were like, and to, let's cut to Ashley, and you were just like, it's uh, <laughs> funny. Okay, face. I'm back. Okay. <clears throat> um, J. Scotty Farrell had an interesting comment, and he said uh, Elizabeth Olsen has been on record saying that the series will tie Wanda more closely to her comic origins than any of the other films. That said, I'm fairly certain she'll be the source of the world alteration. Yeah. That's cool. I like yeah, that they're yeah, going to yeah. tie it in with the comics. That does sound... So there's two things that immediately... He said the comics' origins, uh, <laughs> and maybe he misspoke, but that means mutant, right? Like, where we get mutant stuff in this in, in WandaVision, you think? I well, hope so. Uh, maybe. Maybe that's why her and Pedro could withstand the... Uh, whatever was done to them because they had the mutant gene in there somewhere and they just didn't know. Yeah. And it it enhanced their enhancement. (laughs) Or it could be that, um, you know, her, her comic origin of like being a vessel of Chathon. Was it Chathon? Right. That's true. Which one of those old gods was it? You know, we keep talking about the scene where she sees her origin, where she sees like she's in her suit, from the end of uh, a winter soldier and you see the, like the stone and you see it explode and all that stuff. Um, what if we get a little more information during that? What if that's like, let's say Agatha Harkness or someone with, uh, with more knowledge than her, like sh- is showing her her history and she shows her what the X gene is. What if like one of the resolutions of this show is that like you are not alone, just like we have all these um, 
<laughs> you know, you, you just like uh, you're part of a bigger X universe that you you might not even you, you don't, even, don't know even know it, it yet. Yeah, you don't know it yet. Um, <laughs> what if we get something like that that ties it all it ties it all together and pushes us into future mutant related endeavors? It could. Man, there's so many ways that they could go about this. Yeah, there's so many possibilities. You know, they. There's the Mephisto route, the you know, just straight magic route, the chaos magic bit, the, you know, they could be introducing mutants, there could be a no more mutants thing, you know, we could be in the verse that is House of M, where, like, we're not sure what the old version of the universe was, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, there was that theory. That. Uh, and somebody wrote in with that theory once, and I love that. There's, there's so many... Uh, there's so many ways to go. And Wanda is such a complex character that I really just don't know what they're going to, what, when they say closer to the comics origin, I don't know what they no, mean. Which one do you mean? I have no idea. <laughs> and, and by origin, they may just mean closer to her origins as a character, which mm-hmm. is the comics, like her comics origin. So maybe it just means they're going to bring her closer to her power set, which is, seems to be true. Uh, I, yeah. I've read that. Yeah. <laughs> So like that's a whole nother way of looking at this sentence. Okay, no idea, no idea. That's we're gonna that find crazy. out. Yeah. So soon. So soon. Um, and then my last one is Vibrant Jax, and he asks, "Do you think we will see Hawkeye or any scenes of Budapest in Black Widow? And if there is a post-credit scene, what could it be?" Changing directions. Hmm. I say yes to Budapest. I don't know that I want to to see Budapest though. The like sure. I, I that time in Budapest, I don't know that I want to see that because like we've got such a, a fantastical version of it in our heads of like you know we can all suppose like what happened in Budapest, but because we don't concretely know, it can be the most fantastic version of it, you know, in all of our heads, and sure. we don't get. We don't get let down by, by reality. Yeah, it's one of those, like, you, you know enough about their backstory. They have this Budapest connection without ever actually explaining it. We don't need to know that her, like, uh, th- that her name Romanoff was given to her by a guard because she didn't have a last name or whatever. Yeah, we don't need a solo story. <laughs> yeah. And I just ignored the solo joke. Oh. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Probably the right thing to totally do. Totally fair to do that. Yeah. Was that all the feedback you said? That's it. Sweet. Yep, that's all the feedback we got. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right. Well, thanks everybody for writing in. Uh, thanks to live chat for watching. Uh, we'll be back real soon with a, a short episode of uh, talking about these two WandaVision. We got like a till teaser and we got like a little clip, apparently, the first moments of the show, it seems. So, like, that's exciting. And we're going to do a quick breakdown, sort of frame by frame thing uh, on uh, next time on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, and thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody for the love and support uh, that you sent me this week. I uh, It really, really was so, so meaningful to me um, with my father's passing uh, to get all the, just just, just the, the emails and the love and the, and the texts and the, just whatever. Every, so, so many people made me feel loved and supported. And honestly, just to get real, real with it, uh, I had... My family has always been this big bustling house, right? Where like, there's always been like six people living in this little four bedroom house. Like it's always been a very busy, busy house. 
even when I moved out, my sister had two children and she stayed living with my parents for her whole life. So uh, there was just always like five to six people living there at all times. And uh, to go down there this week and like my niece went to college, my mom, my father died and my mom's in the hospital and my other niece is 10 years old. So she's obviously not there by herself. So it was just suddenly like, it felt like I had no family, like, you know, like really sad and mm-hmm. uh, just kind of like going down and like, this is the home. This is the home I go to for Christmases and Thanksgivings and where I go home to. And I got there and there's just no one there. There's no, everyone's gone. Um, and no, no idea when anyone's going to be back there. And so it made me feel very unmoored and un, uh, and, and, uh, and alone. And so having my Panda family, uh, reach out so much and say so many kind things and so much, uh, uh, so much support and love made me feel very kind of re moored me and reconnected me. So thank you so much for that. Um, and thank you for those who, uh, went so far as to give some gifts. That was very, very kind and too, too kind. Um, but I love you all 3000. Um, thank you. We love you, Matt. I love you. Until next time, true believers. Matt, you got too real there. I did. I apologize. You got too real. I started to tear up. You got to quit. Uh, I will I will stop. I will stop being real. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.